What's up, sports fans? My name is Lucas Weiss, host of the Weiss Sports Chronicles podcast. We got a great episode for you today. It is the Super Bowl 55 preview edition of the podcast. And who better than to bring on than the Wii Sports intern himself, Will Stanton, to break down this game, this matchup between Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes, as well as his favorite Super Bowl memories, including the Seattle Seahawks winning the Super Bowl. So, a star-studded episode, lots to talk about. You're not going to want to miss it. Of course, the Wii Sports Chronicles podcast is available on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. So make sure to like, rate, watch, and subscribe to all three of those channels. Now, without further ado, let's get to the Super Bowl 55 preview show with the Wii Sports intern on the Wii Sports Chronicles podcast. All right, as I said off the top, uh, it's not every day that an intern is on the guest. You know, I've had sports writers, broadcasters, social media managers, but here in the flesh is the Wii Sports intern himself, Will Stan. Will, welcome to the Wii Sports Chronicles pod, man. How you doing? Hey, yeah, thanks for having me. Brought the big guns for this one, eh? Oh, you know it, man. You know it. Well, hey, listen, I, I just had, had, had a two-time Super Bowl champ uh, on Dedrick Dodge. Make sure to check that out on the pod. Uh, I had you know a reporter from Kansas City. Shout out Aaron Ladd. He, he was fantastic talking about Patrick Mahomes. But, you know... People who follow us know that you know we've been predicting these playoff games for years now. So why not bring the guy, the man, the myth, the legend on the show himself? There we go. Well, I'm glad we brought it on this year, not last year. We're doing a little bit better with our predictions. Well, well, listen, listen. I mean, for the, for the listeners that don't know, we started out pretty well. Like I think I was like two for four. You might have been like one for four. So like not bad, not bad. I literally didn't get a pick right. I think the rest of the playoffs, the rest of like it was one or two maybe. So it was just like it it was just a real train wreck. But uh, doing a lot better this year. Will and I are both tied in our picks. Um, Will, of course, had the Chiefs over the Bills in the AFC Championship. We we both uh, we both picked the Bucks in the NFC, so that allowed him to to move into the tie. I would like to say that the Chiefs. And box was my mid-season uh, Super Bowl uh, prediction because I just felt like I, I just oh, felt it, man. Oh. Like Tony Romo, he, he he even predicted it when the box of the Chiefs met earlier this season that like it was going to be destined for a Brady Mahomes. And what do you know, Will? We have Brady. There we we have Mahomes. I had the Seahawks, so that's not. Couldn't <laughs> right get past Jared Goff with one thumb. Well, geez, and, and look, Jared Goff's now a Detroit Lion. I mean, things can change like that in the NFL, Will. There we go, 2020, changes on a dime. Yeah, you got, you got... Fun, though. It, it might come down to the wire, because we already know, like, Chiefs are my pick. I picked them the day after the uh, conference championship, so we'll have to see if maybe you want to make it interesting or go with the underdog, or... Well, we'll save... We'll save the picks to the end. Classic will, of course, spoiling the surprise already for the listeners. But you know, we'll, we'll, you know, maybe maybe after some conversations, will may may have more to say about that pick. Or he may change it. Who knows? But you're but, not in. You're not in. But but no. By the end yeah. of this show, by the end of this show, we are gonna lock in our picks. We can't change, and 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 we'll go with that. But well, I want to start with because it, it, we'll talk about the game in a bit. Obviously, you know, lots to talk about. Brady Mahomes, but. Super Bowl memories. 
what was the first Super Bowl that you remember? Because I know, I know, I, I think I go back a few more years in terms of remembering this big game. But, but what's like, what's your first Super Bowl memory? Yeah, well, my I think the first Super Bowl I ever watched was the nineteen and zero Patriots hmm. heading off to face the Giants. Um, personally, I didn't have uh, I didn't have any real family members or anything who watched football, so it was kind of me just turning the game on just from hearing about it and thinking that this Tom Brady was walking out. It was going to be what I think would have been the first twenty and zero team. I think the Dolphins went undefeated, but I think they were only seventeen and zero. They had a short season back then. Uh, so I remember, yeah, I just, the Patriots walked out. I thought there's no chance this team's going to lose. I wanted to be a part of history. And, uh, I, yeah, obviously the Giants pull out the crazy upset in that game. One of, uh, two <laughs> it ended up turning out, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I have very fond memories of watching that. It got me into it. And then, um, yeah, that was probably the first Super Bowl I've ever watched. And, uh, yeah, no, it, it was, a, it was a really fun game. How about yourself? Well, it, it's funny because I because I do remember that game. I did pick the Patriots for that game, and boy was I was I wrong because I remember watching just seeing like G O C U Manura, Michael Strahan, like putting together just a master class defensive performance, and then that David and Tyree helmet catch still gives like Rodney Harrison nightmares. Like imagine like trying to come down with that guy on you who had never caught. I, I, I think that was like his first catch of the playoffs, if I'm not mistaken. So, like, this is insane. Like, what do you think about it? What do you do? How do you defend the helmet guy? <laughs> like, it's crazy. And then, no, but, but the crazy thing even about that play was is how Eli, like, got out. Because he was, like, getting tugged and, like, oh, just, yeah. like, took, like, just a prayer. Like, it, it, was, it was essentially a prayer. Like, it was a prayer throw. Um, and then the rest is history. And then it's funny that in that second Super Bowl a few years later, Mario Manningham comes up with like another amazing the sideline catch, which is just crazy. So, but no, but but to answer your question, um, I actually remember the Bucks in the Super Bowl really? when they faced against the yeah Warren Sapp, Simeon Rice, Derek Brooks, who's now the head of the Super Bowl Fifty Five uh, Host Committee. By the way, f- fun fact. Um, they had Brad Johnson as their quarterback, Brad Johnson. Um, and, and they were able to pull it out against, of course, and, and of course, John Gruden went from the Raiders over to the box. And of course, the big story from that is like, he basically knew what Rich Gannon was going to do. Like he knew, he knew the pump fakes and all that stuff. So, um, it, it wasn't the most memorable game, but it was funny that Dexter Jackson, is the Super Bowl MVP? Most people don't really remember that, because, but he just had it. He just went off that game, and that's the first one I remember. And Will, I've uh, I've had the pleasure of watching uh, the rest of them since. It's, it's always uh, a great tradition uh, on and a real staple on the sporting calendar. A Wii Sports tradition. <laughs> oh yeah, a Wii Sports tradition, unlike any other Super Bowl Sunday. You know, it really is. Uh, it, it's always great, but you know, it's funny, Will, because of course. Your heart's with Seattle. My my heart's with Carolina. You know, I, I, I'll, I'll always have a soft spot for that team. But we, we, we're we both similar in that we've both experienced Super Bowl loss. We're, we're not going to get to that quite yet, but oh, Super Bowl... Yeah, I thought we were going to just skip past that part. Oh, you know, we, we, we got to bring it up, man. We, we, we got to, you know, this is this is like a therapy session for the both of us here. You know, trying to, you know, okay. try, we're, we're, we're still... We're, lie down on the couch side. Yeah, you, you, you know it, man. You know it, but... <laughs> 
But your team, though, did experience victory. And, and, and it was the Legion of Boom. It was an incredible run. Maybe just describe what that was like as a fan. Because I remember, like, that day after, of course, for the listeners who know, Will and I went to the same... Uh, Went to the same high school, but I just remember like that that day and just like how how happy you were. Yeah, no, I was ecstatic. Um, so at that point, I had probably I had been a, super, a Seahawks fan. Call it uh, not not for a crazy amount of time, but for four years, and I really was getting into it really hard. And then, uh, yeah, it was the game against the Denver Broncos, and I'll remember it. The very first snap, yep. safety over snap to Peyton Manning and. Honestly, the, the team did not look back from then. It was uh, it was a pleasure to watch that team. I, I don't think I'll ever see anything like it. Uh, obviously, a bit biased, and there is some competition, but it's what I say is the best defense of all time. Uh, there's obviously some others in there, like the Ravens. Uh, I come top of mind, but uh, if not one of the best defenses of all time, it was uh, it was one of the rare seasons where, as a fan of the team, I actually preferred watching the defense go mm. out on the field. Uh, which I don't think a lot of fans could say. Normally you want to see your team go out there, the offense score points, uh, see the quarterback toss it up a few times, but it was fun to watch that defense. Uh, we had on, we had Cliff Averill, Michael Bennett, Bobby Wagner, KJ Wright, Sherman, Earl Thomas, and Cam Chancellor. That's seven of 11 starters who are elite players, and it was fun to watch. They could all make amazing plays. And, uh, and don't forget number eight, Malcolm Smith, Super Bowl <laughs> MVP. Yes. I think we were talking before about some unknown uh, Super Bowl MVP, so that's him right there. But, uh, yeah, no, it, it was a very fun game. It was a bit of a shellacking, yep. uh, of course, as most people remember. So if, maybe if you weren't a Seahawks game, you didn't enjoy the game as much as I did. But, uh, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Yeah. Well, I'm looking at a photo on your Instagram. And it's of oh, yeah. it's of uh, it's of you and our good pal Josh Dater. Shout out to Josh Dater, who's now in the wine business. I mean, you know, couldn't have predicted that in high school. But 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 but, but besides the point, besides the point, you you, know, you got the number one. It, 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 was, it, it was back when uh, you, you you never smiled in photos. But uh, but that's besides the point too. But you know, it was, it was a phase. It was, it was a phase. It was a phase. But you still. But you, I think you still have that twelve. Uh, 12th man flag though I, 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 I think I do. You, you do right on it's in the apartment right now I don't <laughs> think it'd be the best for me to leave and go get it it's also no. uh, nailed up the wall but yeah. Uh, yeah no it's still flying it is still flying and uh, yeah who knows maybe I know, might need to bring it out for the next uh, Super Bowl game yeah I mean wait wait well, we'll, we'll get to another number 12 in just a bit but I mean yeah, I mean, that run was just, like, look, you mentioned, I and mean, that game, I mean, I remember Percy Harvin, like, you know, right when you're still in the lead, and he just goes with that kickoff return for the touchdown, just, like, putting the real nail in the coffin. But I think it was that game two weeks before against San Francisco. I think that was almost like the Super Bowl, if you will, because those two teams were going at it all year long. And, of course, it ends with that amazing Richard Sherman interception, the Michael Crabtree, the epic post-game interview with Aaron Andrews and Richard. The greatest post-game speech of all time. I think so, Will. I mean, mean, honestly, I mean, now now they do post-game speeches and they're like, you know, you know, you know, the, like one person's on the field and one person's in the stands. But back, the, back when you could do that, like that was just, that was just phenomenal. And like people, I mean, unreal quote by Richard. 
but an even better job from Aaron Andrews by just like not the long question, just like you know, what's he talking about you? And just like you know, just let him go off. He had the momentum going. The energy was palpable. I could feel through the TV. Um, if you were to see Seahawks fan watching that, you might have been like a little like, what's kind of going on? But I, it's we, I was right there with them. Like <laughs> I remember sitting watching that game, jacked up. Comes the last play. Kaepernick throws the huge deep ball up to Crabtree. Obviously, Sherman tips it out to Malcolm Smith. I was fired up. I was jumping around the living room. And then just to hear Richard Sherman felt the same energy as I did, obviously way higher because he's playing in the game. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was – honestly, as a fan, you almost feel a little connection there when the energy is so high. You know he cares. Um, obviously, when it comes this late in the playoffs, it's less of a worry, but – you sometimes do think, okay, maybe there are some guys who are maybe playing for the money, and they, it's their right to. It's their job. It's their application. But it's fun to see when a player comes out with so much energy, so much passion. They tr truly care about winning, and you can really feel it. And as a fan, uh, it, it's really tough to beat that. So, Will, a year later, you went from that highest of highs to the lowest of lows. I had that same feeling a year after that. When uh, my Carolina Panthers made it to the Super Bowl, but boy, I still think that Seahawks fans still think about it—the one-yard line. And, and and I've had someone on this exact on this very podcast. Will, who was very close to the team. Uh, shout out J Jason Jenks, senior writer of the Athletic Seattle, and he said that after that game, the Malcolm Butler game, it never was the same for that Seahawks team. And this was a Seahawks team that was about to be anointed dynasty level status dare i say yeah yeah no and i i recently read a uh a quote by i believe it was from cam Ch chancellor saying something very similar uh, it must have been a week or two ago and it was at that moment it, it all fell apart um, yeah that team they fought together literally uh the amount of torn like i don't even want to get into the injuries that they were fighting through to get into that super bowl versus the patriots but uh, they were they were brothers. They were fighting together. They wanted to win together. And uh, yeah, the identity of the offense was a grounded pound offense with Russell Wilson throwing off tempo deep. And uh, they just got away from it, obviously. And I think the team at that point they it was an identity crisis after that game. Um, it's easy as a fan to say, oh, there's always next year. But when you're a player, it's... No. Yeah, yeah. There, there isn't always next year. I mean, because, like, look at the history of teams that are in the Super Bowl that lose. Like, they, they, they very rarely get back to that to that level. And, like, I just think That's that, like, yeah. I think that, you know, I remember because it was in the same stadium as, fun fact, that Giants-Patriots Super Bowl. And if the Seahawks win that game, that's your main curse catch. It's one of the most memorable catches of all time. No yeah. doubt. Yeah. On the ground, juggling it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. You're, 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 still, you're still not over it, I don't think, even uh, six I, years later. Yeah. I don't think any of us are Seahawks players, fans, anyone. I know Pete Carroll, one of the most positive coaches in the league. He claims to be over it. I don't buy it. I don't <laughs> buy it. Uh, but, yeah, uh, and uh, – I will also segue, maybe a bit of a deflection on my part, but that's all right, to uh, the conference championship game of that year as well. Yeah. Uh, versus the Green Bay Packers. We were speaking before uh, against the game against the 49ers, which 
for me, I would say it would, would have been my second favorite game, but yeah. my favorite game ever was that game against Green Bay where I don't even know how many points behind me were in that fourth quarter. But, uh, yeah, we had the John Ryan fake oh. punt for the <laughs> touchdown. The onside kick. kick. Onside kick. A huge run by Marshawn. Were you uh, at that game, Will? Oh. Were you at that game? Sorry? Were you at that game? No. No? I wish. Yeah. I wish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I believe that was in Seattle. Uh, I yeah, don't know. Uh, it was. Pouring rain. Came back. Pouring rain that day. day. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, that was actually probably my favorite game I've ever watched. Uh, you may be thinking about the Super Bowl, but as we both know, I feel like we got to an early cushion and the cushion was never really threatened, so... Yeah, no, those two conference championship games, 49ers and Green Bay, were some of the best. And, uh, yeah, obviously a little disappointing the result after the Green Bay game. But, uh, you know what? We had some good memories. And, uh, I don't know. Life is a balance, right? you got to get the highs and the lows. Oh, you know it will. And, and it's funny. So, my Carolina Panthers, as you know, um, we made the Super Bowl back in 04. And, and, I, and I was young back then, um, younger than I am now. And, it, and that... I found to be a little bit more of a disappointing loss because it was like, okay, you're facing against the Patriots. It's like this underdog team. Jake DeLome could be a Super Bowl winner for crying out loud. Um, and, and then they just come, you know, to an out, you know, one, you know, one field goal short. I mean, Adam Vinatieri once again, you know, captain clutch field goal kicker of all time. We of course have that epic Super Bowl run in 2016. One of my favorite memories was. Uh, Cam Newton stealing a little twelve flag in uh, in Seattle. Sorry there, bud, but you know that was just like Get out of here. The, 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 you're talking about the highs and the lows. We had the highest of highs to start, and then it was like a whole new game. Tale of two cities. Charles Dickens writing that game exemplified, and then uh, and then. We get to the Super Bowl, of course. You know, just a complete shellacking of Bruce Arians' uh, Arizona Cardinals, and I just like. I just felt from the second quarter, and even after halftime, we weren't going to win that game against Denver. Like it, it just felt like the way Vaughn Miller was playing, he was Vaughn, Vaughn, Vaughn Miller, and yeah. it just like you, you know, if you watch enough football, you just get that sense. I mean, I was at Super Bowl Fifty Three. You could see the hat, you could see the pennant, and that was you know a real snoozer of a game. But I just never felt like the Rams had a chance. I mean, even though they were close. I just never felt that like the Rams had a chance. I sort of felt that way with the Panthers against the Broncos. Like, we, we did have a chance, and we did have this great offense led by the MVP of that year, Cam Newton. But, you know, it, it just, you know, we, we just ran up against a real, you talk about historic defense. I mean, that, that also was a very historic defense. Yeah. No, 100%. And that was an interesting year, too, because I believe Peyton Manning was injured, and I think Blake Osweiler. Uh, Brock Osweiler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he started a few games that year. It was a bit wild. It was Peyton's uh, final year, and he said, I'm coming back for the playoffs. I'm going for one last run. And uh, obviously, it's easy for me to say sitting on the couch watching <laughs> it. Uh, but he, that was not the peak of Peyton Manning's career. Like, he no. Was the perfect time to retire. But it was that defense was a scary matchup to go against. I'd say Von Miller in his prime, not to say anything against him now. It's still an amazing uh, edge rusher there. But, yeah. No, that was a scary defense to go up against. And, uh, yeah, they really proved it in that Super Bowl. So, Will, you've... So, so I, so here, here's where we differ, you and I. 
I've been to a Super Bowl. I've covered one. You, 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 you haven't. So I'm just curious, like, if, if you get that opportunity, which, which, you know, which you will. I mean, you know, one day I'll have those, you know, those ticket connections, and and, and we'll, we'll we'll fly you down there. The Wii Sports brand of the internal will be the internal join the boss. I mean, that 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 that. that what like what do you like what do you expect from like what do you expect like like what, like, what would be like your dream like i don't know celebrity to meet party like like, like what, what what would be like your ultimate like super bowl experience if you were to get to go to one okay the cop-out answer would obviously be the seahawks playing in it so i won't go with that one okay um I think what would be the best possible one? I, I think it would be the post game celebration. Um, yeah. I think obviously the uh, night after the Super Bowl would be a late night. Um, and I think if you were to go to a venue where you could see some players, potentially star players of the winning team there, uh, I think that would be an amazing time. I think the energy would be palpable. I think they would be buzzing. Uh, obviously, like you, you hear about Tom Brady and his workout regimen and his diet, and you just got to think all these guys are doing the exact same thing, but they are letting it go. That yeah, night. once you get the celebration, it is a big release for the players. Uh, so I think even to be part of that, even as a fan, as an intern, uh, as someone uh, just there to enjoy it with them, uh, I think that would be fun. And not to mention too, just the backstage passes to the pre-Super Bowl the buildup, you know, kind of getting the atmosphere. It's like, okay, kind of, are these players, is one team more confident than the other going in? Is one team maybe more focused? Kind of feeling the vibes heading in would be interesting going in as well. What, what about you? Maybe you'd want to elaborate a little bit more on your experience. Yeah, well, 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 great segue there, Will. I mean, you know, this is why, you know, this is why I bring you on the pod, man. Like, you just, you know, fall right into my lap. Like, just like, you know, incredible. So, yeah, I mean, it, it was. I mean, Atlanta is a great city. I mean, I know you've been there to see some games, and 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 you know, certainly, I'm so glad. I mean, little did I realize that two, you know, two three two years later, we'd be in a global pandemic. Did not did not cross my mind. But uh, yeah, you know, really, really, I, I'm not that great of a predictor, Will. I'm, I'm not great that great great of a predictor. But no, it, it was just a great celebration. Um, I mean, like, there's obviously like a fan village wherever wherever city hosts it, and it's not just the fans of the two teams. Like you, like I met Seattle Seahawks fans when I was there. I met Minnesota Vikings fans that flew in. So it just had that real celebration vibe to it. Um, that 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 I think it makes this event really special. And like I get people say in the media, well. It's corporate, it's like, you know, it's overhyped, yada, yada, yada. I, I mean, I've only been to one, but like, if I could go to that event for the rest of my life, I would go. Like, because it's just like, it is, it is the ultimate spectacle in sports. And I think, so, I'll tell you a funny story. So, I, um, the first bus from our media hotel uh, left at 12 or 1 o'clock. And I was on that first media bus. And we had this, like, the media buses had police escort surrounding the bus. Like, like full-on, like, motorcycle, the whole the whole deal. Surrounding a media bus. Like, this isn't, like, the players or anything. A media bus. So we get to the stadium. It's, like, airport security. Okay, when you think airport security, it, it's hell. That's what it was to get in. It was the most secure place you think you've ever been to. 
You felt like the, the safest you could possibly be was at the Super Bowl. So, you know, the whole bag thing, yada, yada, yada. There's no greater feeling in the world. And I called you, if you can remember, from Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Then stepping into the stadium, because it's like four hours before kickoff. And you're there. You are there. You see the field. You see the, 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 whole, the whole thing. It is just out of this world. And I think for any football fan, you got to go at least once in your life. Hopefully more than once. But I think like, like, there, like there's nothing that beats that feeling of being there for the first time and being like, wow. Like, this is an event that I've watched since, you know, the 2003, right? Like on TV with my parents. And now I'm here. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty remarkable. And, and one thing I'll say about the parties, your best friend is credentials. If you just flash that credential to a security guard, they're like, come on in. Come on in. And then you can go to any party you want. So it's like, uh, it's pretty awesome. There we go. I'm, I'm, so I'm guessing it was a close second behind our uh, Leafs Capitals playoff. <laughs> oh, don't. Yeah. Oh, that, okay. That was, yeah, de- definitely close. I mean, look, it was a close second because I think that series was so exciting. I mean, Leafs Capitals. Oh, yeah. Um, you gave us a run that series, <laughs> and I thought going in, because uh, this was early day lease. Like, yeah. This is, like, Matthews was either a rookie or a sophomore, and the Leafs, they were obviously talented, but they were so young, and the Capitals at that point, uh, we were still in our plateau. Obviously, yeah. we won a cup a few years later, but I think the Caps have been at their kind of plateau for a while now, I would say. Uh, unfortunately, window might be closing, but uh, no worries there. Well, well, well. I mean, the Leafs and the Caps right now, if it were if it were standings, would be on a collision course for an Eastern Conference Final revenge match. I know, I know. It could be the revenge tour right there. Yeah, that would be a fun. That would be a fun series to watch. Uh, obviously, because I would say now the tables have turned, and I would say on paper the Leafs would have more firepower than the Caps. Dare I say it? Uh, I think the Caps would bring more experience. Obviously, is Dano Chara a huge pickup, and uh, I would say we would be the grittier team heading in, which gives an advantage in playoff hockey, where the refs usually like to keep their whistle in the pocket. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, no, I think it would be a lot of fun. And then considering the circumstance, maybe because a first round kind of upset of the Leafs really pushing Washington to their limits was fun, but I couldn't even imagine a six or seven game series in the Eastern Conference Final. Uh, I think I might be one of the most hated men in Ontario uh, for a couple of weeks there, but that's all right. I'd wear my uh, Tom Wilson jersey with pride, and uh, I would have a lot of fun watching those games. And you and I would definitely have to get together for that. Uh, oh, no doubt, man. N- no doubt. Um, but speaking of a fun matchup, there's all, I mean, to, to, to go back, uh, to, to go from the ice to the football field, which I think was. Uh, the topic of this discussion. There's a little thing called the Super Bowl this weekend, Will. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know if you realize. There, you know, we, we are talking about the Sunday Super Bowl. Nation, Sunday, you know. I mean, yeah. They, 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 you know. Believe it or not, the NFL made it Super Bowl Sunday on time. On time. I mean, zero canceled games. Zero canceled games. Incredible. I mean, look. For all the hate that Commissioner Roger Goodell made, I mean, as we're recording this, his, his annual year-end press conference happened today. Uh, there was no one, I, I think, happier than uh, Mr. Goodell at that point. I mean, he has a lot uh, 
lot lot going going forward in terms of a lot of different things to to, to handle but you, you gotta be happy to get to this point super bowl um but the crazy thing about it, will it'd be so 2020 thunderstorm is the forecast right now rain imagine that eh? oh no and it's tampa bay too so that's an open air stadium open right? air stadium so it's uh it would be so 2020 if it gets like delayed like an hour or two or whatnot or they have to play in the rain torrential downpour during the game that uh, that would be too fitting too fitting to cap off the year <laughs> what do you what do you make of this matchup i mean like we've had like it's funny this playoffs like we've had brady breeze it was like not the best game i mean brady rogers was a little bit better but like the hype around Mahomes Brady, people are comparing it like LeBron taking on Michael Jordan. Okay, we're I mean we're young football followers. Like this is a pretty like special moment for the sport potentially if, if this game gets really close. Yeah, no, and I hundred percent agree. And a lot of people are talking about um, Patrick Mahomes' legacy. Obviously, Tom Brady's cemented as uh, you know you hate to say it while they're still playing, but. It's hard to argue against him being the greatest of all time at this point. Yeah. Uh, so, but a lot of people are looking at Mahomes and like I think a Super Bowl win with Brady right now that puts his career on a very high trajectory. He is one D Ford offside away from making it to three Super Bowls in his first three seasons as a starting quarterback. Uh, if he were, were to win the first two he played in, and especially against the goat Tom Brady. It's all systems go at that point, and his his career is looking great. And uh, but if he were to lose this one, who knows? Like the Seahawks, we said they were looking like a dynasty there, uh, and Mahomes is heading into a Seahawks like situation right now, winning one Super Bowl, heading into another one uh, with a great team, and it should be exciting to watch. But I, I think no one wants to win this Super Bowl more than Patrick Mahomes because. I, I think this is really sets him a bar above. Uh, if he were to win a Super Bowl now, he would have more than Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, uh, you name it. Pretty much any quarterback not named Tom Brady at this point. So and just for the, for him to get that three seasons in, it's remarkable. And it'll be a, it'll be a lot of fun to watch. The Chiefs obviously are always a fun team to watch. Half the time, I feel like they don't even turn their jets on until the fourth quarter. Uh, which is interesting. They certain to do. They certainly did that last year against the 49ers, where it was looking like the 49ers might have had them there. And then, no, okay, yeah, Bruce Arian, or uh, oh, sorry, uh, Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, yeah, Andy Reid. Okay, yeah, those are the plays I saved for the second half of the yeah. fourth quarter, where somehow Tyree Kill will find a way wide open. I'm sure at some point in the game, which will have you scratching your head, but they, you can't guard them. Um, no. But yeah, no, I, I'm very excited to watch the game. There's a ton of storylines going on right now. Um, I feel like there's a lot of respect between the teams this year, which is uh, always nice to see. But uh, I'm sure once the first snap goes off, that might not be the case. Well, it's the best quote thus far of Super Bowl week was when Andy Reid was asked, like, you know, so coach, uh, you know, do you have any you know special plays? I mean, I, I know you're really aggressive and like, great answer. Uh, you know, no, we, we, we don't have any special plays. That is like complete, complete bull. Like that is like, like, and like, and like, honestly, like, 
is he just gonna like reveal his game plan <laughs> like come on man like come on to ever ask that question i mean i have respect for the media but like come on man like that's you know you yeah can... <laughs> yeah there, there's i feel like you can have some fun answering that question there's no serious answers that are going to be given out of that point yeah but, uh, but it's yeah, interesting no. will it's interesting because you mentioned that 49ers chief super bowl last year and like i was watching it last week and mahomes didn't play great for three quarters i mean he was like that and, and i think that 49ers defense that pass rush was ferocious i mean they had a great defense all of last year but, like, they sort of had a little bit of the blueprint earlier on in that game of how to, of how to attack Mahomes. And then it, they didn't go with that. And then, like, Mahomes has that heave down the field. And then, like, the, the, whole, the whole trajectory of the game and the whole complexion of history changes. So, like, I think, if, I, I think the key here is how Shaq Barrett, JPP, Jason Pierre-Paul, we remember him from Super Bowl Forty Six with the Giants, if they can get after Patrick Mahomes and keep this game close, if, it, if, if, if it's raining, oof, I don't know. Don't you don't you don't want to give you don't want to give TB12 you don't want to give TB12 an opportunity late in the fourth quarter because we we've seen him before six Super Bowls six game winning drives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah, you're telling me. I definitely <laughs> one. Um, and I actually had a question for you going in. Okay. Um, Sticking to football, but probably the biggest storyline outside of uh, the Super Bowl itself. Um, funny, the legendary Colin Coward was mentioning. I might steal his line on it. It is a rare moment when you have a young, elite quarterback who seems to be hitting the market. And that's what we have now with Deshaun Watson. Mm. You almost never see it. I can't remember it personally. You might get some guys at the tail end of their career that are looking to move maybe to get a ring with one last team. Uh, but to get a guy that seems to be entering his prime at the quarterback position, who is also elite, uh, it's an interesting scenario. Who I'm not asking you for your prediction, and I'm putting you on the spot here, so if you want to think about it, that's all right, but who would you like to see him go to, and you're not allowed to say the Carolina Panthers? <laughs> I completely understand why. That would be... Uh, you, 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 you could file a conflict of interest charge on that one. Um... I honestly think the 49ers, and, 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 and rest in peace, I'm sorry that NFC US division, but my goodness, and, and with all due respect to Jimmy Garoppolo, if, if Deshaun Watson just like parachutes into that situation, they're to me the favorites to win the NFC next year. Even more than the Bucs, even more than the Bucs, even more than the Rams with Matt Stafford and that defense, I... If he goes to San Fran, like I think that's like just a, a match made in heaven there. And, and when you think of like what that division could be, just think, Will Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Matt Stafford, Deshaun Watson, like that's just an explosion of quarterbacks right there in that division. And not only quarterbacks, and I hate to see this as a Seahawks fan, you also have the Rams and 49ers defense, which I would say are two of the top. Five defenses in the league. Obviously, yeah. the 49ers had a down year this year. Uh, a ton of injuries, completely plagued from the start of the year uh, with a ton of injuries. If they can come back healthy, and I, I would have argued the Rams were the top defense this year, them or the Steelers. Uh, so it would not be a fun division to play in. Uh, I think it would be a battle till week 17, but I think the team that comes out of it the most healthy 
uh, with that home field advantage would eventually, as you mentioned, yeah, would uh, be the favorite to win the NFC. But it's scary to think about. Um, I will, I'll, I'll ask myself the same question. Uh, who would <laughs> I like to see him go to? Uh, obviously not the 49ers. Uh, that'd be my least favorite, I would have to say. Uh, <laughs> I would say the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. Um, I, I think that would be a fun team to go to. Uh, they obviously had the remarkable start. Um, I believe it was eleven and zero. Yeah. Before a bit of a, a bit of a crash and burn there at the end, but it was a it was it would be a very interesting matchup where I feel like they are a team that is using that maybe elite quarterback away from really making that step to really give the Chiefs a run for the money in the AFC. Uh, other than the Buffalo Bills, it doesn't really seem like anyone is really challenging them right now. And I, I think it'd be interesting seeing him throw up to uh, Juju and then obviously the Canadian phenom uh, Chase Claypool. Oh my so, goodness. Uh, Abbotsford, British Columbia represent right there, Chase Claypool. So it's uh, a fun fact. Fun fact, in, the, in for the second consecutive year in the Super Bowl, we have someone from Quebec. Anthony Oclair, number one, one of the top pass blockers, tight end uh, for uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, and uh, if you haven't catched uh, Rod, Rob Gronkowski do a French imitation of Anthony Oclair, make sure to check out uh, his uh, highlights there at Media Day. Because, boy, when look, one player to party with, can we disagree it's Rob Gronkowski? Like, well, that guy is this, like, energy personified. <laughs> like, like it's just incredible. Without a doubt, and with football, not even close. Sports, I would say J.R. Smith maybe up there. <laughs> yeah. uh, you can give him a run for his money, get the henny part out. But uh, yeah, no, Rob Gronkowski, and you can tell he like he was looking at he was eyeing a comeback. Uh, you know it, man. You know it. He was doing some. Uh, he was doing a little talking there. He was on the panel, but he didn't really seem completely at ease with the decision yet. And uh, yeah, all it took was for uh, obviously Tom Brady to make the move to Tampa Bay. A bit of a different atmosphere. Um, obviously, the Boston sports as a whole across sports is uh, just a high pressure environment. The demand to win year in year out is uh, unlike any other city. And then not to mention Bill Belichick uh, running the show over there is very tough and tight. Right there. And it did a complete 180. They go to Tampa Bay. Bruce Arians, who I feel is a more of a lax coach, they're kind of having fun in Tampa Bay this year. Like Tom Brady and Brock maybe have more fun than they've ever had before. So it's really fun to watch. And honestly, I know you may have predicted it the midseason, but I did not at all. Uh, I know they're a very hyped team coming into it, but it's it's been crazy to see, and uh, I think it's it's an interesting uh, layer to the Belichick and Brady debate. Um, yeah, who contributed more to that success? Because I thought in ten, I thought in New England it was fifty fifty, but uh, Tom Brady might have shown that he might have been the more, more valuable player of the duo there this year. So it's been interesting. No, I agree with you. I mean, I like there's no doubt that Bill is a legendary coach. And like no again, look, you know the whole, you know we're on to Cincinnati. The, the the scowl that he has on his face, the very rare smiles that he has. Like, just think of some of the games where he's won, and just like the plays that he's just been able to make. Like, like the Super Bowl I was at, Super Bowl Fifty Three. Like, I don't think I've seen a better defensive coaching performance 
than what Bill Belichick did. It was a throwback to when he had Lawrence Taylor with the New York Giants. But I think that the way like that, that, that New England does things, just in terms of access and and media and whatnot, like you could just see Tom Brady just like every Zoom availability, just like having the time of his life smiling a lot more open about certain things and I just think like look it's so hard in the zoom era of covering sports that you need those good quotes and it's just good that for someone of Tom Brady's status to be able to like provide that it's same with Patrick Mahomes too and Patrick does a great job as well and being very um, insightful and whatnot Um, before we get to our picks will um, the weekend is performing another piece of great Canadian content. He was doing his little uh, media availability today. He's the first Canadian to headline uh, a halftime show. Shania Twain, believe it or not, was in a halftime show but did not headline it. Um, but the weekend is the first one to do so. I know that you're not a big halftime show fan. Like, I you didn't even watch J Lo and Shakira last year. How dare you? But, uh, just, yeah, it, was on. it was on. It was on. Okay. 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 Um, just what are your thoughts? I mean, like, 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 what songs do you think? Like, what, what, what do you, what do you think of that show? Oh, I, I, and we talked about this. We talked about this for weeks leading up to this. This is the most exciting I've ever been for a halftime, bar none. Uh, it's not even close. Um, it's only been cemented now by hearing that uh, the weekend is putting. I, I believe it's millions of dollars of his own money on the line to really make it something special. Uh, shout out to The weekend. Sounds like he's really planning something special for us all. Um, yeah, no, heading into this year, I like the, the halftime. I've obviously been excited for the Super Bowl, but the halftime shows haven't really piqued my interest. Maybe not my type of music, but uh, I'm, a, I'm a big weekend fan, and I'm really looking forward to seeing him perform live, and especially the show he's about to put on. Obviously, the guy seems to have an infinite amount of hits. Each album yeah. he drops has about four or five. Uh, it's going to be banger after banger. I already know going in. And uh, I'm going to have my TV cranked. And uh, I know a lot of my friends here sitting with me are going to be feeling the same way. And I think there's a lot of people looking forward to it. Not only the Canadian factor. I, I mean, I'll even push that aside. Yeah. Obviously, that's a very important uh, moment for us as a country. Uh, but uh, like just him as an artist, it will be... So fun to watch, and I'm glad that he's getting the opportunity. And uh, moving forward, I hope the Super Bowl kind of sticks sticks in this lane. Um, maybe maybe not going all the way to hip hop, but if you kind of stick in the R and B, maybe a little bit better than uh, maybe what was previously chosen. But uh, yeah, no, no, I'm I'm very excited to say the least. I want to say this for the record because in case it happens, like I want to just have this on the record. What if Drake? Just appeared with the weekend. Okay, it's weird you said that because I thought about that today. Yeah. So a bit of a coincidence there. I did think about that. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Like we're in lockdown right now. <laughs> yeah. Like there's not much to do. There's not much to do. Like I can imagine if anyone's having a good time right now, it's Drake. I'm sure yeah. You can find some, uh, uh, maybe on some tropical island somewhere, but. Uh, yeah, I, like if the opportunity presents itself, why not? A quick appearance. Oh. Obviously, early in their careers, they have a ton of songs. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it, that would be that would blow me away uh, to have Drake, who's 
arguably the greatest or most hyped artist right now to come out as a feature in the Super Bowl. Like uh, that would be unheard of. Uh, that would maybe that's where the five million and the extra dollars <laughs> is coming in. Maybe uh, the weekend needed to uh, pad the pockets a little bit to get Drake to make the flight over. Jeez, man! Like that would like honestly like that would be like one of the best moments like in Super Bowl history. Like I like I don't care. I mean I know this is like we're showing the Canadian bias here, but like that would just be off the charts. Like I, I don't even know if I can focus on the rest of the game. Like that like imagine like that's like that's your lead into like a second half like epic with Mahomes and oh, Brady. Imagine it imagine it is like a 17-14 game. Tampa Bay's up. Patrick Mahomes is getting the bar ball to start the second half. You have a halftime show like that. Players in the past have been known to walk out and sneak a little peek at yep. the halftime show in the past. With no, with very limited fans this year, I feel like that might be the year to do it. Yep. As a coach, I'm not sure if I'd want to be encouraging that. <laughs> I don't want to be getting the X's and O's figured out. But uh, yeah, no, I, I, I think that would be the ultimate segue into an exciting second half. And I'm, I'm, I'm very looking forward to the Super Bowl. It should be a great one. All right, Will. It is that time. For the listeners, the the viewers, prediction time, of course. Will and I right now are tied. This is the game to win it all. Will, you started with the Chiefs around 44 minutes ago. Do you stick with them? After this great conversation we've had, we've, we've talked about a lot of different things. Yeah, I don't know. Like that talk about uh, Tom Brady, Gronk, a lot of X-Factors. Um and I think, I think the depth you have to give to Tampa Bay. I, I think they're, they have more depth than Kansas City. But uh, no, I, I think I'm going Kansas City all the way. I think their top-tier talent is going to be near near unstoppable to beat, um, as they have been for the last two years. Uh, look at Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, Tampa Bay. Good luck. That's all mm. i got to say. I, I think it will be a close game. Uh, Tom Brady, there's no way he's getting blown out. Yeah. Uh, but I I find it tough to see, even if Tampa Bay heads into the fourth quarter of victory, like we mentioned, Andy Reid not pulling out a couple of plays there to ice the game in the fourth quarter. So I'm going with the Chiefs. Uh, and you know what? If we're throwing points out there, I'm going to say a one-score game. I'll, I'll say Chiefs by five. So, uh, yeah, how about you? Whew. I mean, it's tough because the, the Chiefs were my my preseason favorite. But the more I'm just thinking about, you know, and you know me, Will, I, I like to think about narratives and, and storylines and all that. Look, Patrick Mahomes, like if he gets his second one already, like, boy, that trajectory is great. But remember, the Chiefs in the box, they met earlier this year. Chiefs got a narrow victory. The Bucks made it interesting towards the end. I think it's going to come down to the defense. And, and, and I think we've seen in Super Bowls past where defenses really step up and play just out of their mind. Like I look at JPP to have a big game, Shaq Barrett, Devin White, who's had a great postseason. And I'm just thinking, I'm, I think it's coming down to the final drive and Tom Brady's going to win this game. So there we go with the upset pick. In the so season. the upset pick, you hear you heard it here first. I got the Bucks beating the Chiefs in this one by uh, I'll say three. 
There we go. Well, I respect that 100%. As I think, as I spoiled earlier, I texted you right after the Chiefs uh, beat the Bills, and I said, I'm picking the Chiefs 100%. It's a good pick, man. It's a really good pick. Knowing that we were tied, you've stepped up to the plate. You've gone with the underdog, so nothing but respect for me. It should be a fun game to watch, and now some uh, a little added competition on there because you and I, we, we take these seriously. and uh, Of course we do. No, no, of course. I mean, like, this is like, I mean, look, they're playing the Super Bowl in Tampa. I mean, this is our Super Bowl over Zoom. So, I mean, like, you know, we got to have we gotta have some fun uh, during these times. But, Will, it is that time, though. Thank you so much. He he is the Wii Sports intern. He's Will Stan. I hope that this isn't the last time that you uh, grace uh, these uh, Zoom channels to come on because it's always fun uh, chopping it up with you on the Wii Sports Chronicles podcast. Thanks for having me on, boss. I really appreciate it. You're doing uh, great work here. Keep the four momentum going. And uh, yeah, no, I look forward to seeing you on TSN in years to come.